If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm absolutely delighted to be back with you again. And today we're talking to Vince Perez of FetchMyGuest.com. We originally talked to Vince back in September 2015, and he was telling us about his company and how it worked to help free owners and property managers from their dependence on listing sites. And given things have changed so much over the last 18 months, I wanted to catch up with Vince and find out, you know, what's changed, what opportunities there are now for for owners and managers to to really experience that independence and bring a greater guest experience as well, so that they are connecting better with guests uh, at different points along the reservation journey from from somebody finding a listing to actually getting to the property. Vince is coming to the Vacation Rental Success Summit in a couple of weeks' time, um, and he will be delivering a workshop. So if you are registered to come, then you know be sure to take a look at Vince's workshop, and, uh, and I'm sure he will deliver a great session. So without further ado, let's just move on straight on over to the interview with Vince Perez of Fetch My Guest. So I'm so delighted to have back with me Vince Perez of Fetch My Guest. Um, last spoke to Vince in September 2015, so quite a bit's gone on in the industry and no doubt in Vince's world since then. So um, very, very happy to have you back on the show, Vince. Great to be back with you, Heather, and look forward to being with you in Toronto. I've been talking to so many people recently, and uh, and th- and that's sort of the end of the conversation. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. And uh, as we were just talking, in fact, before we before we started recording, we were we were talking about events. Um, what what's your what's your view on you know the, the whole issue of live events and face to face get-togethers? What what does it mean for you? Yeah, I think you know when you ask the question, what's changed in the industry, right? Um, I think that's changed rather dramatically. You would say in the last two to three years, where you're seeing a lot of these regionalized events uh, popping up everywhere, and they're getting great attendance. I've participated in a few of these, and I think it's a great way for folks to, uh, it's almost like being in a, in a smaller classroom setting, if you will, versus a very large conference style. Uh, I think there's a lot of educational things that come out of that, excellent networking. Uh, and I think hopefully these folks are going back home with a different perspective relative to you know, community and collaboration and all those things that they seek when they go to these smaller events. So I, I personally feel it's, it's the wave of the future. I think those things are going to do very well in, in the future. Uh, I, th- I think so too. I mean, in the past, when, when I was uh, sort of far- first starting out in this industry, and went up, well, certainly with, the, with our property management company 15 years ago, there was, there was just uh, the Vacation Rental Managers Association, and then latterly, sort of about seven, eight years ago, the Home Away Summit started and the Airbnb Open but they were they were much larger events and brand focused, you know, focused on either home away or Airbnb. It's just a lot of fun actually to see what's going on recently. I know you've been to um, Amy Hynote's VRM Intel sessions, which I think 
probably a little bit more focused on property managers, property management. And then I don't know if you came across the um, VR Mastered Bootcamp, which is something I really wanted to go to. And it, it's run by three ladies, uh, Alana Schroeder, uh, Beth Caro Carson, who writes the Vacation Rental Travels magazine, and Tyan Marsink, who's an, an excellent photographer. And they took a dozen people away to Mexico and, <laughs> and spent three days on a vacation rental boot camp and touched on everything from photography to staging to... So it wasn't really so much marketing as, you know, hands-on to make that guest experience brilliant. So I'd love to see more of those come up. You know, maybe the odd cruise that, here or creative. there. <laughs> wow, that's excellent. Yeah, it, uh, and it was, it, was, they, it was sold out. You know, they, they only had so many seats available. They sold them out. And uh, from what I hear, it was a tremendous success. So I, I love to see the, uh, you know, I love to hear the unique ones. And I was talking to Amy Heino, in fact, in uh, Amsterdam a few weeks ago when she said, she said, you know, I think, I think we should go to Cuba. <laughs> that would be Amy, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so I, you know, I don't know whether that one will come off. And Amy, if you're listening, I, you know, I'm coming to Cuba. Or if, if you're doing VR and yes, Intel, I'm in. Over I'm in. There. Yeah, I think that would be quite neat. So, um, what's changed for you, Vince, in the last couple of years since we last spoke? Well, so, uh, since we last spoke, we were just getting off the ground with Fetch My Guest, and we've grown quite rapidly here. Um, I think one of the great things about what we do every day is we get to speak with the vacation rental managers such as yourself uh, every day, and that really kind of allows us to really see what's going on in the marketplace, uh, how property managers are adopting to the changes in that marketplace. Um, you know, given the fact that we've had so many policy changes uh, and different things happening uh, on the OTA side of the business. Uh, regulatory issues that may be coming up at a local level. Um, we kind of find ourselves kind of in the middle of all of this uh, because you can have these same conversations about their their, uh, their marketing needs and they always kind of dovetail into here's what's kind of going on in my area relative to STR regulations and things of that nature. So I think it's been more of that collaborative nature uh, and, and that effect, if you will, of uh, being able to talk to many managers all over the world uh, finding you know the, their their differences, their likes, uh, and what they're really doing to service the guest. It's uh, that usually seems to be the common place that everyone uh, lands, right? Where um, a lot of these folks have such attention to detail and how they service the guests, and that's what drives the industry. So for us, it's been kind of eye-opening in other services that we want to offer down the road, in, in hearing how they're servicing the guests, what those needs really are, um, and and how they're facing some of those challenges going forward. Uh, I love you using the word collaborative, collaboration. Uh, you know, I, you know these, these things when it starts out at the beginning of, of, of every year and it says, what's going to be your word for the year? And, and I thought about this you know, for about three seconds and I thought collaboration is, is going to be my word for, for, for 2017, probably because um, of my situation as a property manager up here in Ontario. And, and collaboration with other agencies is something we've never done before. I get together perhaps with with some of my um, with some of the other agency owners at uh, at the Verma conferences, and then we sort of come home and we don't stay in contact. We don't keep up that momentum. You know, we might have sat down at a VRMA conference and talked about a whole load of stuff and and how it impacted our industry. And I'll give you one. I'll give you one example. About seven or eight years ago, I went to um, a conference. I mean, maybe it's a, a bit 
closer. Maybe it was in San Antonio. So I, I, can't, I can't remember what year that was in. But I remember sitting down with uh, with an agency owner from Ontario and and we got into the discussion about damage. What happens when people damage something and, you know, how do they contact you? And isn't it tough when you've got 200 families going into cottages at the same time on a Saturday afternoon in the summer? And how do you deal with that? And this, uh, this um, property manager said, I hire a law student every year. And that law student, and I want the law student that, that is expert or has been working in mediation, and that law student gets three months' worth of dealing with all our issues so I don't have to. And that was an absolute <laughs> game changer for us. So I came home from that conference and we, we hired a law student and we, we have done for the last four or five years. And, and it's been brilliant. And I often think back to that, that, wow, that was just what the, the, that was, that was the result of one short conversation. How about mm-hmm. if we all get together as agencies and said, we all have these common issues, how do we tackle them? So, so that, that's why um, collaboration is my, my thing for this year. And I'm really trying to work to get some of these agencies together um, and, and get us to work together because, you know, there are no secrets. We, do, we don't have secrets. We all do exactly the same thing and we're all after the same thing and we all have the same issues. So uh, what, what, what do you think about that? No, I, I think that that's an excellent uh, way to, to view things here going forward. Um, when you when you look at the, the the marketplace as it is, right, everything seems to be handled by some technical fix. When a lot of it really is conversational, like as you just mentioned, it really is everyone learning from each other, and that's how the industry started. But I, I kind of see that uh, part of uh, the collaboration effort is really revisiting the past. And having people continually have those conversations, uh, the 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 opportunity that you learned from from your fellow vacation rental manager for, for hiring that lawyer uh, for that summer, that that's not a that's a non technical fix, and it's done wonders for you, and you continue to use it. So it's little things like that that allow the conversations to kind of stimulate, and people reaching out to each other, and hopefully we can take it to the next level, right? Where all of a sudden we all, all become recommenders of each other in this collaborative environment, because that's really the, the competitive advantage that uh, we should all be seeking to have in this industry. Oh, I so, I so agree. Um, uh, I was talking to um, Matt Pauley this morning, who, who runs Maui Owner Condos. And I always love talking to Matt because it means we get to talk about Maui. And who doesn't like to do that? <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and, you know, he was talking about the development of Maui Owner Condos and how um, it's, it's a membership. You know, owners get together and they become members. It's not a listing site. And one thing that they enjoy more than anything else is that if their place is full, then they can refer to somebody else in that same mm-hmm. sort of membership mm-hmm. organization. And, and it just, you know, just takes a more collaborative uh, focus on on that whole idea of a listing site, which is what you, you can't get that from the OTAs. Yep. This is absolutely correct. And, and we do that at, at a local level here with larger property managers, our top four agencies here and in, in our neck of the woods, uh, especially during those summer months, we're constantly referring out business. We get together once a month. Um, and we're very collaborative in that nature because we understand that at the end of the day, we have the common interest, which is making sure that we bring in as much traffic, if you will, visitors into our area because we know we can accommodate them. And, and this is a very saturated vacation rental area. But at the end of the day, that's when services take over. 
and and, and most important than that is communication between all these agencies to make sure that those those travelers aren't looking at other destinations and have a great stay. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> talking about communication, you know, I've been I was looking at um uh, at at uh, or listening to our last conversation and um looking over some of the blog posts that you've written on Fetch My Guest. And and you talk about marketing automation. So it came across to me like, well, okay, that's that's communication. But how can you uh, how can you sit marketing automation alongside, you know, communication and creating a better guest experience? Is 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 automation taking away that personal touch? Uh, absolutely not. If anything, it enhances the personal touch. So. Um, when you look at marketing automation, it's just the ability to automate various marketing actions that are seen as repetitive, regardless of the medium, right? So those are all things that you can kind of offload. Uh, and what it really does, at least it did for our business and, and certainly our clients' businesses, is it allows you to focus on those things that brings the customer back. So if you don't have your, your agents um, uh, managing, if you will, the dashboard all day, Right, that gives them more time to work on projects that are more geared towards making sure the guests have an excellent stay, building out those relationships with that, uh, within the community, um, and that's what's going to really drive your business. And just like a hotel, right, your holy grail is I want to drive repeat business. Repeat mm-hmm. business does wonderful things for you, right? It lowers your maintenance cost, it gives you more predictability, and it, it certainly makes you highly profitable because you're not having to be on every single listing site and paying out commissions, etc. So when we look at marketing automation, we look at it as just one of the tools, many tools that are out there to help you be more productive, but also to help you be more intimate uh, with your guests coming in. And that's, again, one of the fun parts about my business is I, you know, every Tuesday I have a standing call with a number of, uh, of our clients and we just talk about the, productive, the productivity side of the business. And that's the beauty of it because by seeing that they're able to cut down on some time, they're getting more direct bookings that are coming to them because they're building these stronger relationships, um, especially this business. Uh, technology will not overtake this business. Uh, that, you, know, you look at these centralized platforms that are sitting out there, that's the difficulty. At the end of the day, you know, when the family's coming out here to visit us at one of our properties, they're looking for an experience. And it's very difficult to just make that experience happen. Uh, you know, over, uh, technology doesn't make that happen. It's people. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like every business, uh, it's a people business, but more so than any other business I've ever been associated with, uh, most certainly. And so, 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 just let let's just take this a little bit further about this marketing automation. What 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 actually can be automated? Well, that is, it depends, right, uh, on the actual property manager. Some may want to. Uh, uh, I think a good example of that would be when your office hours are closed, uh, and you're working with a bunch of listing sites that you know are already marketing to those clients. You want to be able to reach out to them um, off hours and let them know that uh, their call is important and that you'll be responding to them in the morning. Uh, some folks use it as an as an intermediary between the the place where they send in the initial uh, uh, inquiry to the point where you send out the rate quote, and then there's a couple offers in there depending what time of year it is. So you can automate those processes as well. As you can imagine, most travelers, especially if they're using the big listing sites. When they send in uh, that initial inquiry, what happens? They get bombarded, right, with mm-hmm. a bunch of spam email from all the different sites they're looking at. And then what we'd like to be able to do is cut through that clutter and send them warm messages, if you will, by, by photos that they've seen before, a brand, brand, which is very important, that they recognize. 
And then they tend to get higher take-ups on that because now instead of filtering through the sea of all these other properties that, oh, by the way, might, may not even be in the area they were looking for, uh, instead what they're getting is actually something that's, that's, uh, uh, that, that they're intimate with already, that they've already seen the photos, they've already looked at the property, and by the course of your day being busy, they just forgot to get back to it. So it's kind of a friendly reminder. So things of that nature to keep them coming back. And then at the end of that, you want to be able to consolidate that data and see on a weekly, monthly, annual basis to see what's really performing. You know, how's my website been performing versus some of the listing sites? What property is actually bringing the most traffic? Um, how is my brand being leveraged to all these different travelers impacting my SEO? There's so many different things you can look at as a business uh, that's not time consuming, right? And that's con consolidating this data for you to be able to look at your business and say, here's how my brand is performing in the marketplace. Because that's that's important, right? If you have if you have a, if you manage to put up a website and you're servicing these guests, you want to know what the outcome of that is always. So how can you measure that? There's a number number of different ways. Uh, from our standpoint, inside here at, at our property management company, um, we manage it a number of different ways. We look at our SEO on a monthly basis. We always make sure that um, in our top ten category, if you will, has something connected to our brand. So be it us being uh, outranking the big sites in our area, and it's a very competitive patch. It's us uh, using our social media to leverage the brand and how that's impacting uh, our brand on, on a week-to-week, month-to-month. -week, uh, uh, we look at things like newsletters, uh, things like call to actions that we put in newsletters around events. We measure all that data coming in because that allows us to build out what we call a database of intent. So now all of a sudden, as opposed to just looking at an inquiry coming in and, and, and it goes away, we make sure that we monetize it uh, and we also have an outcome for every single guest uh, lead that comes into our, our, our vacation rental business, whether they stay with us or whether they choose to go somewhere else. We always make sure that we harness and leverage that data coming in. And I think that's been quite effective for our business because it's allowed us to really do a one-to-one -one marketing. Uh, I mentioned events. Uh, we'll have things like triathlons that come into the area, and we have a database just full of folks that come in for the triathlon, those that booked, mm -hmm. those that did not book. And that becomes extremely relevant to us because that database grows and grows on a year-to-year -year basis. Um, you know, Most of our clients, when they come on board, one of the first questions they ask is, I've got this huge Excel spreadsheet. What do I do with it? That's the kind of thing you want to put to work. Those are the kind of things that you want to make sure that you're cleaning out, making it relevant, making it actionable. So, so you said that um, sort of this is a, 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 it doesn't take much time. It, it sounds to me like this, this is all just the measurement itself is time consuming. Um, it, it is. It, it could be if um, you know organizations key in that. Uh, one of the things that our, our platform does is we do that for you, right? We automate the process of everything coming in, so that mm -hmm. uh, when 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 leads are coming into the system, they're tagged. So it's building these databases as you go. Right. And that's the most important part is that everything actually happens at the inception so that you're not doing all this heavy lifting at the end of the week, end of the month, end of the year. Yeah, it's it's interesting hearing hearing you talk. And I'm, I'm sort of squirming a little bit because I've been running my company for 15 years and we haven't been doing this. It's only in the last six months, in fact, that that that, that we've started doing any form of measurement at all. And and using a CRM to 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 help us just, I mean, you talked about tagging, um, to to actually do this thing, 
So it's you know this is all very relevant for me because we we've 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 got away without doing it for fourteen years. But but to be competitive now, um, which is what we have to we have to be much more competitive now because it's a much more competitive field um, in our area. Um, I'm having to learn these things right now. So it's interesting to hear all this. Um, I heard somebody say in um, you, you talked about branding, so I heard somebody say in Amsterdam at a uh, at one of the presentations that basically it's a useless exercise for owners to spend time on branding. Uh, so sort of owners and small property managers, as their efforts will not impact a guest decision to book. Now you've just been talking about branding. Can you expand on that a little bit and and let me see the other side of of this topic? Sure, sure. So um, I always kind of look at the source, right, and, and who's paying for these uh, <laughs> these types of write-ups. I think we saw something similar to that, Heather, uh, a few months back through Forbes when they were talking about TripAdvisor being the number one engine in vacation rentals. And uh, if you were on the LinkedIn boards, you would have caught quite a bit on that. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I labeled it that as fake news. So look at where we are today. Look at where we started, right? We started with our brands. Uh, today, our brands are extremely valuable uh, in the supply chain. Um, I just think I, th- I think it's ridiculous, quite frankly. If you look at, there's not a demand problem. There's tons of travelers out there. There is a very big supply problem in the marketplace. In supply being supply of quality properties, uh, quality uh, properly managed properties. There's a, there's a desperate supply that needs to be filled out there. And how do we know this? Because despite all these policy changes and, and billions of dollars into the marketplace and marketing against us in some cases, um, travelers still seem to find our brand, right? So I, I think that bodes well for the future as we talk about you know, creating these collaborative environments out there because it benefits the industry. It benefits the traveler marketplace, right? Uh, in, in the case that they're they're looking to have these intimate relationships with property managers and their brands, um, I think there's room for everyone in in this space. So I would, uh, if I was starting off today and I had two or three properties, I would put up a website and I would get creative with my content. I would talk about things that are that are that are uh, intimate to my brand, to my location to the experiences that I provide, because um, that's how you win this game. It doesn't matter how much money the competitors may throw at it because they can't replicate that experience. And that's the difficult part. And if you think about the experience in of itself, it's wrapped around your brand. Um, we have a, we're have we very blessed in our end to have an incredible amount of repeat business that comes in, into our, our business. And, and when I look at our SEO, you know, the second thing we see uh, after after uh, uh, is beach house rentals people coming directly to our brand so we know it's resonating out there um, I also know we have clients that are that are very small that have two or three properties and they're seeing their brand resonate they're seeing higher conversion levels coming back to them and every time they communicate with that traveler they're communicating it through their brand and if those brands have a great experience there's this little thing called social media that tends to take over at that point you know, be creative and how you, how, uh, how you're, you know, be sure that those folks are having wonderful experiences. It's great to get a review, but, you know, get permission to get into their social media, right? You want to leverage that network effect. And what are they talking about? They're talking about your brand and all these businesses have people associated with those same brands. 
So it's, a, again, a very intimate transaction that I see in the vacation rental business. Um, when I look at, I spent a few years in the hotel business before I went in technology. And, you know, I just maintain the vacation rental side of it, right? Vacation rentals are not fungible. Hotels are. So that end of itself is why these brands will succeed in why making small investments in smart decisions and diversification their portfolios and supplementing uh, what comes in via their listings, uh, building out those relationships with, with folks around you, with other vacation rental property managers uh, and being collaborative. Those are things that are going to leverage everyone's brand internally. So when I look at an Airbnb, which is a centralized platform, uh, now, as you see, HomeAway slash Expedia is, is moving to that model to try to centralize the business. Um, I think you're seeing the difficulties in the marketplace, right? You have, despite these obstacles being put in the, in the way of the traveler, the traveler is finding our brand. And when the traveler does find our brand, sometimes they're not very happy because they may find out they were going to be charged more if they went to another brand that wasn't ours, right? So oh, there's yes. all these... Yeah. There's all these opportunities that, 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 that kind of um, – that's a domino effect once you get that traveler to interact into your brand. And it's such an easy thing to do once they touch your brand to just make the net effect happen and push that out there in the marketplace every single – every time you, you come in contact with that guest. Over the years, we've, we've just relied on our own website, and um, it's, only, it's only in the recent uh, the recent couple of years that we've we've started to ex- expand our marketing we know we're pretty unique 90 percent of our, our travelers come out come out of the city of toronto so they're using local websites um well yeah in general um but we, we we have started to advertise on canada stays which is um you know, it, it, it is i would it's, it's not quite a home away website home away have a have a small investment in canada stays but they're running along exactly the same model so we we are just starting to experience um guests who have booked via that platform who are who having booked have come across our website because they've seen um our branding after they've booked and and are now finding that they've just paid an extra Eight to 12%. Absolutely correct, Heather. And, and you're set up kind of like we are, right? I know that 99, 98% of our business comes from 120-mile radius. Mm-hmm. So there's no need to be for me to be advertising on distribution channels that make no sense. Yeah. Uh, the other part of that, like you just mentioned, is that when that guest arrives and they found a savings, they already see the value. They found your brand. You're giving them a wonderful experience. They're going to have a wonderful uh, 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 vacation experience around your location. Um, they're not going to forget that, and, and and that's up to us, right, uh, to make sure that we remind them of that because they're going to go home knowing the next time I want to make a booking, uh, I want to book direct, and that's what we remind all of our folks when they check out. It's it's always best to go direct for many many reasons. So so that's that's what we're calling remarketing. So how what what sort of process would you advise people to to use for remarketing? You know, you've had the guests there, they came in via one of the big listing sites. They've um, they're now at your property. They find that they could have got it cheaper. Um so they're going to perhaps come back to you the next time, but how do you keep that that um that communication going with them? How do you keep that remarketing process uh, on the, on the go? Great question. Um, well, there's a number of ways, right? So first of all, we get to ask a couple of questions when a guest is checking out uh, of our properties. One, we always ask, of course, when are you coming back? 
and we're, we're very fortunate that a lot of folks do come back uh, building up our repeat business. However, in the case where they're not coming back, the next question we get to ask is, where else are you going? Because we're now building out a network of property managers in our collective, uh, we want to be able to refer the business to them. And that works very well because now the, the guest sees you as that trusted source. And again, that's the beauty, I think, of some of these collaborative efforts. We're building a trusted collective, right, versus a centralized platform that's faceless. Now we get to refer them. Maybe refer them out to your cottages out there in Ontario, right? So now we're able to connect people to these different communities, and it's a pay it forward, right? That property manager now, uh, at least folks that are using Fetch My Guess, we're always referring business to each other, right? And I think travelers appreciate that. They're going to get the savings. They're going to get that intimate experience, uh, and they know they're going to be well taken care of. You know, we, we've seen this industry change so dramatically um, in, in the past, mm-hmm. in the past 10 years, five years, two years. I mean, it just changes all the time. You know, are we, are we going to see um, a flip-flop, do you think, at some point back to uh, travelers wanting to go a more independent route and, and finding these, these, these branded companies and, and getting information and perhaps on other companies out of that collective, as you, as you say? Um, I, I, Heather, I think you're seeing that already. Uh, I don't know about your business, but in ours, probably happens now twice a week. Well, we'll get an inquiry coming in from from one of the big sites, and they're saying, "Hey, hold it! What are all these fees for? I don't want to pay this. How do I go direct?" We're already seeing it. So the travelers are the ones that are going to actually mm-hmm. make that that change happen. But shame on us, as 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 big distributed brands, that we don't leverage that opportunity because. It's no different than what we've been doing before in providing those services to them. Mm-hmm. So um, that's happening. The travelers are impacting that change. And as I mentioned before, there is this supply issue that I th- think in our marketplace that we need to be able to be aware of. And at the end of the day, it's pretty simple. If we're pulling our supply off the marketplace, we know those travelers are still looking for it. So, so what can you advise owners and, and property managers maybe to do? To you know, in order to regain some control over their business and to and and to get on this bandwagon of collaboration and collectivity, if you like. Sure, I, I think from the traveler standpoint, it's educate, educate, educate. Uh, we do a really good job of making sure that every uh, inquiry that we touch, we let them know. If you were looking at the same property at another site, you might be paying you know X percent more. Well, that gets their attention pretty quickly. Right. And that's, again, the opportunity for us to leverage uh, our brand Uh, relative to that traveler now becoming a guest that I think that education process continues. Right. And making sure they have a wonderful stay and maybe uh, looking to see what their next trip is going to look like. And if you can help in any way, it's kind of uh, taking, I guess, a, a big step up on the service side of what we do that would give us this competitive advantage going forward. Um, I think the market uh, yeah, I probably mentioned this two years ago, but it's still happening. There's there's constant fragmentation with all this change. Uh, there's constant. Uh, if you look what's happened last 14 months, Heather, you're seeing businesses that you know had 50, 60 million dollars invested in them going out of business. Mm-hmm. Right? You're seeing channel businesses drop off. You're seeing uh, distribution channels fall off off the chain here. Those are a lot. Those are nothing but opportunities for for big uh, for our brands that are sitting out there in distributed fashion. So it's really making sure that we're connecting with that traveler at every opportunity, educating them, and making sure that we're looking forward for them as well in that next experience, wherever they, that may take them. 
And and the best way for owners and property managers to connect with other owners and property managers, what's what what would that be? Well, I think there's quite a few things right there, right? Um, obviously, events is a great idea, right? So when I look at some of the events that uh, you're putting on and Amy and everyone else out there, um, what a great way to set up those networks. And as we talked about before, it's taking those networks and coming back home. Uh, at a local level, I'll tell you what we do here. Um, we meet at least once a month. We're always in constant contact with all of our quote-unquote uh, former competitors in the marketplace. We believe that it's our responsibility to educate the marketplace in our area, whether that be through the city council level, whether that be through owners. Uh, I think our, our communication with our owners is pretty cl crystal clear on how we represent our brand, which they're signing up for, uh, to the traveling public. And I think there's a there's a big appreciation around that because then when they hear some of these these stories around Airbnb that could happen to their properties, owners, oddly enough, are pretty good at doing math, right? They realize that uh, one bad stay can, can just uh, destroy their profitability. So it's making sure that we're all working collaboratively here uh, to make sure that we're educating the, the owner marketplace, the traveler marketplace, but then ourselves as well and carry that forward. Um, so much so that we, uh, we're participating in an event up in Washington State next month, and we've got a couple of RVRMs that we go up together as our delegation up there as well. So we, we try to make a really conscious effort because we understand the value of what it is to work together. Uh, the easiest thing to do is to sit in your own little pod and worry about your individual contributions to what you're doing for your own business, but that that doesn't impact the rest, and, and that's what we need to do for this I, I think for us to survive in a collaborative, distributed environment, there's got to be knowledge transfer. There's got to be mm -hmm. uh, openness to exchanging ideas uh, and helping each other out because that's 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 a very difficult barrier to entry for any other site to penetrate. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, I recall you know just going on a very individual level, uh, coming out from Engl England to Canada way back in 1999 and buying a property and having no clue and. <coughs> having nobody to talk to and muddling my way through for you know, a couple of years and, mm -hmm. and then starting a property management company and doing much the same. Um, and how much easier it is when you do collaborate with others. It's, mm -hmm. it, it, as, I, as I said, uh, you know, when, when I was talking about getting this, this law student and you know, that, that, that's just one tiny bit of knowledge that, that I yep. collected. You just imagine that on a, on a, a, a much grander scale by Absolutely. yeah by collaborating with with a dozen others. I think I think social media will be a, be a strong provider in doing that as well. I mean, we we on our Twitter feed we tweet every day to all of our different clients out there and property managers on the uniqueness of their brand. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another way, right, of driving that traffic and awareness. Because at the end of the day, that's how you're going to reach that traveling public, and they're they're looking for different experiences, and and you want to connect them with those experiences. Yeah, well said. So, tell me about fetch my guest. What uh, we, we we did discuss it way back, nearly you know coming up nineteen twenty months ago. Um, what's what what's changed with that, and what is it that you're offering? Sure. So, fetch my guest, as I mentioned, is a marketing automation platform, and what it offers is choice. Quite frankly, uh, in that we we are firm believers that you should work with whatever listing site advertising source that works for you. And again, this is built around collaborative, collaborative uh, campaigns. So in Fetch My Guest, you can leverage the big listing sites. You can leverage, of course, your website 
can give you many opportunities around that. Uh, an example of that would be you could set up a live chat on your website and we can bring that data into your dashboard so you're not losing any of that precious data. And you're able to communicate with that guest. Um, you can run social media campaigns, things that we do on our Facebook page as we introduce new properties. We'll do a, a big Facebook page, maybe we'll run a contest on it, and that drives leads to our brand. Everything we do, again, is brand associated. Relative to how we interact with the traveler is that every time a traveler comes in contact with Fetch through your brand, we make sure that they see your brand first and in every communication. No hidden data, no hidden agendas. It's making sure that they're being in touch with your brand at every step of the sales process. And then, of course, if that becomes a booking, then your services take over. If they don't become a booking, Fetch takes over on that end. And because it has the data, it knows when to remarket to them if they did not book. Now, if it's more specific that they came out for an event, we can now market to them at an event level as well. So it's continually building this database of intent as you continue to service your business as you do today. So, of course, you know, 100% of our business are people that are using uh, big listing sites like HomeAway and FlipKey and what have you. And we tell them continue using that. And what we want to be able to do is make sure that um, all the data that's coming into their vacation rental management company can get monetized, can get actualized, um, and for for future uh, uh, for future guests coming back to your properties, that's kind of the critical components that we see. So, what we from our clients, the, the nice thing they see right away within the first ninety days of using the services, they are more intimate with those travelers now because they're getting a one to one connection with them. As they start using Fetch more often, more and more, and it's been now two years, they see a dramatic improvement in their business because they're getting more direct bookings. Why? Because they're their, their, their brand is always front and center with that traveler. Why? Because in that social media component that we're pushing out there, we're now getting into those networks of a lot of these travelers in advertising those brands as well. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, these, these lists that they have compiling for years are extremely valuable now because now they're able to put together newsletters around these events from a database of people that have expressed interest in their brand. Now they get to directly market to them and drive more bookings and really uh, enhance the value of that database. So you touched on, uh, you just mentioned, you mentioned social media a couple of times. Um, uh-huh. So what, 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 what platforms are we talking about here? Uh, so- social media, we Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Pinterest. Uh, for driving traffic, obviously, Twitter and, and Facebook are, are, are probably the two big ones. LinkedIn, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, you know, we're utilizing as well. But from an actual uh, brand visibility standpoint, obviously your biggest footprint is going to be in Facebook. And from your active uh, traveler network, if you will, it's going to be Twitter. Mm-hmm. So we make sure that we're putting out unique content for each of our clients um, that, that can be consumed by social media and let the net effects take over from there. So, and again, that's one of the big competitive advantages that we provide to our clients is leveraging unique content that can't be found anywhere else that they can drop into their own social media, right? They, we, we create the content, right. they drop it in their social media, it makes the rounds, and then boom, start, your brand is resonating more and more. Okay, so I'm going to put a link to Fetch My Guest in the show notes um, alongside um, some of the other things that, that we've mentioned. Vince, we're delighted to have you at the Vacation Rental Success Summit next month. You're, you're delivering a workshop. What, what can attendees expect from that? Sure. So um, I'll be presenting on establishing your brand in a competitive marketplace. 
Um, it'll be showing basically strategies and techniques to make sure your brand is constantly standing out to the traveler. Um, I'll also visit some real business cases that we see the value of the brand in the marketplace. And I think this speaks to your question about can smaller brands survive in the marketplace? Um, I'll, I'll be showing you that not only they, they can survive, but they can thrive. Um, and then we'll also show you how the travelers are, are, are uh, interacting with your brand through the entire sales process uh, and how you can make that work to, to your benefit as you start growing out your business. Uh, and this is whether you're a small uh, operator or a large operator. It does not matter. It's going to show you how your, your brand really can stand out in this marketplace. That sounds fascinating and, uh, and, and, you know, really topical for me because I, I was mildly disturbed at this comment about, um, about branding in, um, in Amsterdam. I just talked to Matt Lando about it and wrote a, a blog post about it. And, and he's, in fact, talked to the person who, said, who made the comment in Amsterdam. They have dis- discussed it at some length now. So, so, you know, watch out for, for something on that from the Vacation Rental Marketing blog, vrmb.com. So, um, Vince, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here with me again today. Can't wait to uh, get together uh, in Toronto. That's going to be a blast. Two days, as, as Matt calls it, two days of nerding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, Heather. I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, thanks again for joining me, Vince. Thank you. That was great, Vince. Thank you so much for for joining me. It was it was interesting after after I stopped that recording. Uh, Vince and I had had a bit more of a chat about fetch my guests, and I was just blown away by by the power of of this platform. So I'll be. Sitting down with Vince at the Vacation Rental Success Summit and uh, and actually going through it, I'd like to actually do it side by side with him while he shows while he, while he does a demo. So so that's going to be exciting. Well, that's just about it for now. Um, as this as this uh, podcast as this episode is broadcast, we're just coming up to two weeks away from the Vacation Rental Success Summit. So I've got a ton of work to get on and do to prepare for the workshop I'm doing and and the keynote presentation and just getting so excited about all the people I'm going to meet and uh, and you know, those of you who are coming to VRSS who I haven't met before please make sure that you don't leave on the Sunday without coming up and saying hello and introducing yourself I really want to talk to you I know what it's like sometimes you go to these you go to these events and there's people out there speaking and you have this odd view of them that they're like you know something special do you know they're not and I'm not I'm I'm just an ordinary vacation rental owner property management company owner and I have exactly the same issues and problems and you know things going on in my business as you do so I do want to talk to you. I do want to hear about your your property or properties. And, um, you know, hopefully I can learn something from you. So please come up, say hello, whether it be in the restaurant, at the dinner table, or at the nutrition hub, or in the bar, wherever. And anybody who wants to come running with me on Saturday morning, I'll be heading out at about 6.30, maybe 6 o'clock. Come join us. There may be a little bit of a, maybe a small group of us just going on a short run, providing it's not raining because I don't do, I don't do poor weather running. 
I am definitely a fair weather runner. And it, it really is out on the roads around around the BMO. So it's not it's not as though we're going out into any really nice park or anything. But uh, it just that that is just going to get me set up for the day. So I'll be putting a note out actually at the at, at the summit on the Friday night to say what time we'll be heading out on the Saturday morning. If you want to come join us. Apart from that, it's been an absolute delight talking with you again today, and I'll look forward to being with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. 